Praise the Lord, and I got it now. Okay, uh, I want us to start here in uh, <clears throat> in Deuteronomy, in Deuteronomy chapter eleven, and uh, we're actually going to uh, <laughs> talk about some mountains, which is kind of cool. We have uh, we've got Montesano Mountain, we've got Green Mountain, we've got Brindley Mountain, and you you remember these things. And of course, if you think about the the biggest mountains in the world, or whatever. But anyway, there's some here, and there for a reason. I want you to see why this is so good, and I, I just love our church. Uh, uh, I mean, I know you do too, but uh, sometimes um, you can begin to think that, you know, well, we just, we just are, we just like certain scriptures and we're just, no, we're not. This is just the way it is. But anyway, uh, as you can see here in Deuteronomy chapter 11, I'm just flipping down through this, but uh, look at verse 7, but you have seen these mighty miracles. Oh, it's almost like, well, is this going to keep going? Well, yeah, yeah. Notice what he says here. You'll have a long life in the good land the Lord has promised your ancestors. Uh, sometimes we forget this. Remember he called it a what? A wonderful land flowing with milk and honey. Praise the Lord. Yeah, but where's all the doom and the gloom and the we're in trouble and whatever? Well, that's, it's not going to belong to us, praise the Lord. It's not for us. Notice this. He'll produce wonderful crops, grapes for your wine, olive oil, uh, pasture land your cattle are going to graze in. Oh, unless they get some sort of disease. There is no disease, praise the Lord. God takes care of all that. I mean, I tell you, it just, it's just, our minds, sometimes we just get to thinking, you know, if it weren't for medical science, we wouldn't have anything. Man, listen, if our nation goes upside down, you can forget your medical science. Nobody's going to take time out if you've got a ruler like Hitler taking over and they're lining people up to be shot. Excuse me, I need a rabies shot. I've got to have my, I gotta have my blood pressure medicine. Yeah, forget it. You'll be the first one to get shot. You know what I mean? So, but sometimes we get to thinking we've got to help poor old God out. No, obviously not here. Now notice what he says here. But beware that your hearts do not turn from God to worship other gods. See, that's where the big foul is. You know. Okay, but anyway, uh, I, I want to get down here to where we're going. Talk about these mountains here. Oh, let's see. Here they come. Let's see. Look at this. He says, uh, I'm giving you a choice today between God's blessing or God's curse. Wow. wonder what all that's about. There will be blessings if you obey the commandments of the Lord your God that I'm giving you today, and a curse if you refuse to worship, if you refuse, uh, refuse them and worship the gods of other nations. Now, you can make mistakes, understand, but your big mistake that'll really wipe you out is to forget the Lord. We're all going to make mistakes, but notice this, worshiping other gods. And that's one reason, sometimes we miss it here because we're in the Bible Belt, which is fantastic. That's because people have spent so much time trying to teach about Jesus. Now, it may not be so much nowadays, even though it is. I'm just saying the heritage has been laid out for this Bible Belt region, which is great. You drive down the road on your way to work, you see crosses, you see churches, you see this, you see that, you see homes that have got things about Jesus. It is wonderful that that heritage is ours. It really is. So anyway, it's hard for us to start going from here to yon and seeing things about the sun god or the zodiac or alternative religions or whatever. Okay, we just don't hear much about that. Uh, there, it's out there, but we, 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 we know Jesus is real, okay? But notice what he says here. This is in Deuteronomy chapter 11. Here's these mountains. When the Lord God brings you to the land to possess it. Now, here's something else he's going to say. When he gets you there, a blessing shall be proclaimed from Mount Gerizim. Now, notice he says a blessing shall be proclaimed. You know, it's not just saying, well, bless you, bless you, oh, bless you. But there's something to those words. Like when uh, Isaac was going to die, right before he died, we have Jacob and... Um, 
and um, what's his son? I mean, what's his brother? Esau, yeah, Jacob and Esau, they were competing for that blessing. It wasn't just, oh, bless you. Go read it. The one who got it, which was, of course, Jacob, he was going to be lord over his brother. He was going to be loaded up with all these, it's actually tons of financial blessings. So anyway, so that's what these blessings are about. Now back to these mountains. A blessing shall be proclaimed from Mount Gerizim. We'll just say Green Mountain, okay? And a curse from Mount Ebal, or we'll just say, uh, you know, Montesano. Hmm, what? Yeah, now remember, this is the Gettysburg Address. This is fixing to happen. So when you cross over into the promised land, and remember Moses said, I can't go. Remember, I can't go. <laughs> My time has come to an end. The Lord won't let me go. And there's a reason. Just like those other 40, those 40 in those 40 years, all those other people couldn't go to the promised land either. But Joshua's going to go. So you got Mount Gerizim and then Mount Ebal. Okay. Gerizim and Ebal are mountains west of the Jordan River where the Canaanites live in the wasteland near Gilgal where the oaks of Morah are. You are to cross, for you to cross the Jordan River and live in the land... Okay, uh, the Lord's giving you. You must obey all these laws I'm giving you today. Now, we don't need to trip over all these laws. There's nothing to trip over. Like I say, Congress puts out more laws in our nation's history. We can't even keep track of them all. You know I mean? And then just to say, well, I can't read the Bible because, oh my gosh, you know. There were, truly, there was ten laws, and it's called the Ten Commandments. When you read, you know, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, you find out that's what was put in the ark right there. There were some other things, but those were the detailed ones. Now, so... Something about these mountains here. When you get there, you're going to have this proclamation of these, uh, of these blessings and these curses. Well, what good is that? Well, let's just skip ahead. Here we go. Let's go to where it comes up again. Here we are in the 27th chapter. Deuteronomy 27. Okay, uh, Moses and the elders of Israel gave these further instructions to obey. When you cross the Jordan River... Were they going somewhere? Yes, they left Pharaoh. Took them 40 years because they were scared of giants. They didn't trust the Lord. They finally got over that. God said, okay, here you go. When you cross the Jordan, go into the promised land, a land flowing with milk and honey. I mean, we need to get these things at our thinking that, I mean, your life from here forward, you should be looking at a land flowing with milk and honey. It is. Again, we are sure wasting our time reading the Bible today if these things are not for us. Anyway, take the boulders from the river bottom and immediately pile them in a monument on the other side. This happened in Joshua, the very next book. About four, four, uh, yeah, anyways, between, it's between chapters one and four. This very same thing happened. Pile them up in a monument. And I'll tell you another thing happened too. Oh, I don't believe they split the Red Sea. Let me give you a real hassle here. You can quit worrying about that, all the agnostics talking about, well, I just I don't believe that the, the Red Sea was split. Hey, read your Bible. The Jordan was split, too. I mean, catch up with the rest of us. We already know these things are facts. The river didn't split till, the, till they were bringing the ark in. As soon as the priest stuck his foot in there, whoom, there went the Dead Sea again. Wall to wall. Fantastic. And it happened again when Elisha come to the Jordan River. He took the mantle from Elijah, smote the waters with it, and said, Where is the God of Elisha? And guess what? It parted again. So all the evolutionists and all the other people, they need to catch up with it. They need to have a good comeback for all those stories as well because those are real events. Anyway, what's so funny is in the bottom of that Jordan River, before those waters came back, they put a monument under that water too. One day somebody will find that. But anyway, it doesn't matter. We already believe it anyway. There's too much evidence about what the Lord's done in all our lives and history. Okay, when you cross the Jordan River, you go into the promised land. Flowed with milk and honey. 
take out the boulders from the river bottom, immediately pile them in a monument on the other side. At Mount what? Ebal. So in other words, there's that, that green mountain one, okay? Face the stones with a coating of lime and then write the laws of God on the lime. Now, this is what Joshua actually did. We're going to see this in just a second. Joshua chapter 8. Build an altar there to the Lord your God. Of course, who doesn't exist? Now, of course the Lord exists. Use uncut boulders on the altar for burnt offerings to the Lord your God. Sacrifice peace offerings there and a feast, excuse me, and feast there with great joy before the Lord your God. Whoa, we can't have no happiness. Are you kidding me? Everybody was happy. When you started realizing, praise the Lord, we're no longer slaves. We got out of Egypt. God has brought us to this promised land, basically with heating and cooling, you know, a fire by night and all the cloud by day, you know. We were sheltered. He took care of us all this time. And when they get to the promised land, they are absolutely whooping you-know-what out there. They wiped out everybody. It was great. No enemy, like God said to Joshua, will be able to stand before you. Anyway, write the laws upon these, upon these monuments. Well, obviously, it wasn't going to take long, you know. They basically wrote the Ten Commandments on there. And it's funny, today, you can go everywhere, and you can find the Ten Commandments written everywhere. Then Moses and the Levite priest addressed all the people as follows. They said, O Israel, listen. Today you have become the people of the Lord your God, so today you must begin to obey all these commandments. Okay, that same day Moses gave this charge to the people. Look at this. When you cross the land, the tribe of... Now notice, I want you to count. There's 12 tribes, but only six of them are going to be mentioned here. The tribes of Simeon, Levi, Judah, Isker, Joseph, and Benjamin shall stand upon what? Mount Gerizim on this mountain on that side. Now why are we doing this? Think. To proclaim a blessing. And the tribes of, here's the other six, Reuben, Gab, Asher, Zebulun, Dad, and Naphtali shall stand upon Mount Ebal to proclaim the curse. Okay, on one mountain here. And I, Richard, I don't know how we're going to hear it. Listen, I watched Alabama beat Tennessee yesterday. This is so simple. You could basically say that stadium couldn't be any further. Bryant-Denny is no further then one mountain from another, let's just say the hospital up on the top of the road up there. I have to walk that this as I park my car there, and it's about a mile and a half, two-mile walk. Yesterday, at the end of that fantastic hallelujah we won that game, they do their normal little chant, rammer jammer. Hey, balls! Hey, balls! Hey, balls! We just beat the... It was massive. You could hear it. Oh, my goodness. But see, when we read, the, we read the Bible, we think that Moses and a few Israelites, there was only about three or 400 of them. No, it wasn't. It was 6 million. The, 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 we have the book of Numbers. It gives the count. It was a roaring, thunderous noise. I was trying to listen to the end of the game, but I also wanted to see if I could hear Rammer Jammer in the background. It was so deafening, it was loud. It sounded like when I heard it, and I didn't even think about this until this morning when I was getting excited to mention this. You could hear it. It was just like one giant man's voice going, we just beat the whatever out of you. You know, it was loud. So here you go. Moses says, you guys get on that mountain. You guys get on that mountain. And they proclaim this blessing. And notice it's what's going to happen here. All the people are saying amen. And then guess what? Then this mountain over here, they do their rammer jammer or whatever it is. And it's thunderous. I'm telling you, the people were not going to forget this. But of course they did. But we're not. So it wasn't hard to get in. So here's what they did. Then the Levites standing between them shall shout to Israel, The curse of God be upon anyone who makes and worships an idol, even in secret, where whether carved of wood or made of molten metal. For these handmade gods are hated by the Lord. And all the people shall reply, 
Amen. Cursed is everyone who despises his father and mother, and the people shall say, Amen. Cursed is he who moves the boundary between marker between his land and his neighbors, and all the people shall reply, Amen. Aren't you glad that the Lord thinks what's yours is yours? It's not, well, it's the Lord's will that somebody come in or the city comes in and says, we need to have an easement on your property. And you shouldn't have that nice car. You should give it to somebody else. Baloney. Anyway, cursed is, is, is he who is unjust to a foreigner or the orphan or the widow. Praise the Lord. This is the reason people were just literally doing everything they could to try to get into the land of Israel, to become an Israelite. Balaam, who was a bad prophet, he was told to curse the Israelites by the king of Moab. And remember, that's the talking donkey story. But before that, I mean, after that happened, uh, Balaam said, look, I can't curse what God has blessed. You can just forget it. Anyway, he goes on, he says, curse is anyone who has sexual intercourse with an animal. Hello? Man, I think that's a smart thing. Gee whiz. Anyway, people shall reply, amen. Cursed is anyone who has sexual intercourse with his sister, whether she be a full sister or half. The people shall say, amen. Cursed is anyone who has sexual intercourse with his widowed mother-in-law. Anyway, it goes on and on. Secretly, cursed is anyone who slays another. Everybody says, okay. Cursed is anyone who takes a bribe to kill an innocent person. And anyway, all these things. So cursed, 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 and then it was blessed, blessed, blessed. All right, now, let's jump ahead. Remember, this was what you were supposed to do, so let's go see it happen. Joshua chapter 8. Okay, Joshua, oops, let's get over to Joshua 8. So they get in the promised land. Here they are. Let's see it take place. Okay, they just beat the stew out of this king, okay? They, uh, I mean, they, they, they took care of this guy. They set that guy's city on fire. Remember, don't worry about those bad guys. They were literally bad guys. They were throwing all their kids to the fire. They were doing all these kind of terrible things because they were uh, worshiping <clears throat> other gods. And... Uh, which got their own, little, their own little method of thinking they're going to get to heaven, but it ain't going to work. <clears throat> In other words, we'll kill everybody but you. That's your worship. What's so good about ours? You contrast us. Uh, in other words, the God of the Bible compared to all these other things. Jesus died for you and I. We don't have to die. He died. Okay, this king's name is, is Ai. Okay, but the Lord said to Joshua, point your spirit, Ai, for I'll give you the city. Joshua did. And the men in ambush saw his signal. They jumped up and poured into the city, set it on fire. Okay, so they took care of this guy. Uh, let's see. All right, they took King Ai, who was captured. They brought him to Joshua. Anyway, when the army of Israel finished slaughtering all the men outside the city, they went back and finished off everyone left inside. The entire population of Ai, 12,000 in all, was wiped out that day. For Joshua kept his spear pointed at Ai until the last person was dead. Only the cattle and the loot were not destroyed, for the armies of Israel kept them for themselves. The Lord told Joshua they could so Ai uh, become a desolate mound of refuse, as it is still today. Joshua, he hanged the king of Ai on a tree until evening. But as the sun was going down, he took his body and threw it in front of the city gate. He piled a great heap of stones on it that can still be seen. Now, here we go. Then Joshua built an altar to the Lord God of Israel at Mount where? Ebal, which was the curse or whatever. As Moses commanded in the book of his laws, Make me an altar of boulders that have neither been broken nor carved. The Lord has said concerning Mount Ebal, these priests uh, offered burnt sacrifices and, pre and peace offerings to the Lord on the altar. As the people of Israel watched, Joshua carved the stones 
with the, uh, of the altar, each with the Ten Commandments. This is just like Moses said do. Then all the people of Israel, including elders, officers, judges, foreign living among them, divided into two groups. Here they go. Half of them stood on what? Green Mountain, one of them on Montesano. In other words, the, at the foot of Mount Gerizim and at, and at the foot of Mount Ebal. Between them stood the priest with the ark, ready to pronounce their blessings. This was going to be a roaring, thunderous noise. They didn't need no PA system. Mm -mm. This was all done in accordance with uh, the instructions given them before the Lord. Joshua then read to them all the statements, look at this, of blessing and curses that Moses had written in the book of God's laws. Every commandment Moses had ever given was read before the entire assembly, including the women and children and the foreigners who lived among the Israelis. I mean, he didn't have to have a nursery or whatever. Everybody heard this. It was fine. It was not hard to do. But notice, what is the gist of it? Two mountains, Mount of Blessing, Mount of Cursing. Praise the Lord. Well, remember these blessings are telling us that, hmm, we've got, uh, uh, in, in, in the blessing, we've got a land that we're dealing with that's called a, a, a land flowing with milk and honey. Now, I want us to go just a moment back to Deuteronomy. And let's look for, there's piles of this stuff, but I'm just going to take it from, uh, oh, let's see. We're going to take it from 28. Deuteronomy 28, if you obey these commandments, the Lord God, uh, of your Lord God, the laws I'm declaring you this day, God will transform you into the greatest nation in the world. These are, look, uh, 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 these are, here we go, the blessings that will come upon you. So we can read, wonder what they are. Blessings in the city. Blessings in in the field, look at four, many children. I mean, it doesn't take long for a woman to realize that if you don't have any kids, <laughs> that's not a blessing, you know. I mean, not, we may joke about it, go, I'm glad I ain't got any grandkids. Are you kidding? That's not true. Look at this, ample crops. That means abundance. Look at this, large flocks and herds, blessings of fruit and bread, blessings when you come in, blessings when you go out. My goodness, the Lord will defeat your enemies before you. They'll march out together against you, but scatter before you in seven directions. Praise the Lord. Have you ever heard of Isaiah saying, no weapon formed against you will prosper? Hello, remember Mount Ebal or whichever one. They're screaming this so loud it's just thundering the ground. And then the curses are being said on the other mountain. The Lord will bless you with good crops, healthy cattle, prosperous. Look at this. And prosper everything you do. Now, wait just a minute. Do you mean if I'm working on something that's broke, it's going to get fixed? I believe that. <laughs> that's exactly what I believe. And when you arrive at the promised land the Lord your God's giving you, he will change you into a holy people dedicated to himself. This he has promised to you if you will only obey him and walk in his ways. All the nations that... Now remember, walking in his ways is just saying the Lord is your Lord. Uh, anyway, all the nations of the world will see that you belong to the Lord and they'll stand in awe. They're not going to go, oh, 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 yeah, well, I think I know who their God is. Are you kidding? They're going to... They can't help but see this. The Lord will give you abundance of good things in the land. Praise the Lord. Just as he's promised. Many cattle, many children, abundant crops... He will open to you his wonderful treasure of rain in the heavens to give you fine crops every season. Can you just hear this thunderous noise of these people shouting these things so loud? One giant voice shaking the ground. He will, look at this, he will bless everything you do. And he says, and you shall lend to many nations, that's financial, but you'll not borrow from them if you'll only listen to the Lord your God. Uh, that I'm giving you today, he will make you the head, not the tail. You'll always have the upper hand. 
But each of these blessings depends on you not turning aside in any way from these laws I've given you. You must never, what's the key? Worship other gods. See, we always have a built-in sacrifice for sin. But the worst thing you could do is, is just forget God or act like the children of Israel when you get to the promised land and say, well, we can't take it, you know, we can't go in there. Now, notice 15, if you won't listen to the Lord your God and the laws I'm giving, all these curses. So here goes the other mountain barking these things off. The ground is thunderous. Cursed in the city, cursed in the field, cursed your fruit and bread. I mean, think about it. You go get a piece, you'll make a sandwich and the bread's all green. Okay, cursed uh, of, of barren wombs. In other words, no kids. Cursed on your crops, cursed upon the fertility of your cattle. You know, we think about this as Americans. I'm going to raise dogs. I'm going to raise golden retrievers. And we just somehow in our thinking, we think, well, I hope, I hope that female golden is going to be okay. I hope my male golden. We, think, we sort of accept it as though there's going to be problems. There's not going to be problems. This was proclaimed loudly. Now, this curse goes on and on and on, but I want you to see some of these things. The Lord himself will send his personal curse upon you. You'll be confused and failure in everything you do. Somehow we think that's Christianity today. That is baloney. Until at last you are destroyed because of the sin of, look at that, forsaken him. Wow. He'll send disease upon you until you're destroyed in the face of the land you're about to enter. Now, wait a minute. No, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not going to desert him. So guess what that means? Well, don't count on disease tracking you down. I mean, praise the Lord. Think about Jesus. He healed everybody. He did. Go back and look. He says he'll send tuberculosis, fe tuberculosis, fever, infection, plague, and war. He'll blight your crops. Remember, this mountain is screaming all this stuff. Heavens will be as unyielding as bronze, and the earth will be as iron. The land will become dry and dust of rain, dust storms. The Lord will cause you to be defeated by your enemies. You'll march out to battle gloriously, but you're going to flee in utter confusion. This goes on and on and on. And I'll tell you what, it's horrible. Now, let's jump ahead something. I want to show you something fantastic. You remember this, but we've got a little story here about what Jesus did for us. In Galatians chapter 3. Let's see if we can see these mountains over here. Galatians chapter 3. We're going to just jump right to it. Uh, let's go right to. Uh, let me put this in the King James just a moment. Uh, Galatians 3. I'm reading out of the King James Bible now. Look at verse 13. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Being made a curse for us. Of course that doesn't mean anything. Yes, it does. He was made a curse for us. Look at that. And notice this phrase, redeemed us from the curse. That means everything that mountain was screaming back to the other mountain, all those bad things, redeemed is a financial term. It's been bought and paid for. It, you, couldn't, you can't help do any of it. He bought and paid. Look at this. Redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it's written, cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree. That was actually King Ai. Anyway, that the, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Okay, so uh, that the blessing. So the curse has been knocked out of the way. Let's put this in the Living Bible just a second. Oops, wrong button. Galatians 3, verse 13 again in the Living Bible. Uh, here we go. But Christ has brought us out from underneath the doom of that impossible system by taking the curse of our wrongdoing upon himself. For it's written, if anyone is hanged on a tree, is cursed, as Jesus was hung on a wooden cross. Now God has blessed the Gentiles too with this same blessing that he promised to Abraham. In other words, the blessing is now there. The curse has been removed. Well, what am I going to do about that? 
Let's go back to Deuteronomy one more time. We'll close. Look at this. Deuteronomy. And this time, let's go all the way to whoops, what a, chapter 30. Get to it. Deuteronomy 30. Let's see if we can get some hints here on what God wants us to do. I believe we can. Uh, he says, when all these things have happened to you, the blessings and the curses I've listed, you will meditate upon them as you're living among the nations where the Lord your God has driven you. Uh, uh, okay. If at that time you want to return to the Lord your God and your children have become wholeheartedly to obey the commandments which I've given you, then the Lord will rescue you from your captivity. Look at these constant blessings. Now, this verse 1 was just a result because they decided they didn't want anything to do with the Lord. But anyway... He said, the Lord's going to rescue you from your captivity. He's going to have mercy upon you and gather you out of the nations. Now, remember, that's when they made the big mistake of, of not even thinking God was even there. But anyway, let's skip down a little bit. Oh, shoot. Let me get down a little further. Here comes these mountains again. Let's see. Oh, here we go. Verse 15. He says, look, I have set before you life and death. Depending on whether you obey or disobey, I have commanded you today to love the Lord your God and to follow his path, keep his laws, so that you will live and become a great nation, so the Lord your God will bless you in the land in which you're about to possess. Look at that. But if your hearts turn away, won't listen, and you're drawn away to worship other gods. See, that's the killer right there is these other gods. But anyway, notice this. Then I declare this day that you'll surely perish. You'll not have a long and good life in the land you're going to possess. But wait just a minute. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today. I have set before you two mountains, one on the left and one on the right. Blessing or curse. Oh, that you would choose life. Now, can you not figure out what the will of the Lord is here? The will of the Lord is constant blessing. Praise the Lord. That you and your children, verse 19, might live. Choose to love the Lord your God and obey him and cling to him. For he is, look at this, he is your life and the length of your days. Praise the Lord. Then you will be able to live, look at this protection, safely. I'm just not worried about car wrecks. You shouldn't either. We're not statistics. Let's finish this out. You'll be able to live safely in the land the Lord has promised your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now listen, great granddaddy, great, great, great so-and-so that actually saw this event take place with Joshua. They saw these two thunderous crowds on these two different mountains. And God gave them a big tip. Hey, take the mountain on the right. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Blessing. Praise God. Father, we just thank you for your word today. We thank you, Lord. If we're not feeling good according to all these things, praise the Lord. You'll take care of that. What's our body to you? There's nothing too hard for you. You'll help us out. Lord, if it's financial trouble we're having, what's too hard for you? Nothing. You'll take care of that too, just like you declared here under the blessing. Lord, and if there's not even mentioned some things that just might be on our heart, we just, we just got trouble on the horizon, hey, we're going to be all right. You're going to take care of us. Well, that doesn't leave anything left but for us to go make records too and tell other people about all the great things you're doing for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen.